Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands, plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Hello, good morning, angels, and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Lan or Alana, and on today's episode, we're going to be discussing the five things that I wish I knew before I started to run. I've been getting so many running questions whenever I do my Q&As on my Instagram, at Alana Bloomberg, so I thought I'd do a little updated running episode. It's been a while. I'm near the end. I'm at the tail end of my half marathon training so I feel like I'm qualified to speak on running but I just thought this would be a helpful episode something you can listen to something you can look back to if you're running you're wanting to get into running you're new to running maybe you're just just as experienced or maybe more experienced than me and like listening to running content or watching it so I just thought this could be fun and then at the end I did put together a little Q&A of questions that you guys have asked me with regards to running. Just tap into anything that maybe I might have missed or didn't include in the episode myself. But let's start off with my current faves. Steph brought home Alfred coffee espresso beans for me from LA. She lives in LA now, but she's home for Canadian Thanksgiving. So she brought me the beans and I'm so happy. I forgot how much I love them and enjoy them and I wish we had Alfred here. I could technically order it here, but it would cost me like $38 in shipping, which is just not fun. So definitely loving my Alfred espresso beans. I've been craving so much low impact, low intensity movement, especially as I taper off for my half. I've been going to a Pilates studio called Good Space here in Toronto. I can't remember if I spoke about this on last week's episode. I might have, but I just love how low impact and chill the exercises are and the workout classes are. It's such a beautiful space. It's super affordable in my opinion. A drop-in class is $20. You can get a monthly membership of four classes for literally $68. Like, I feel like that's unheard of for Pilates and yoga, especially in Toronto. So definitely been loving that and leaning more into that. I'm really all about intuitive movement and that's just what has been feeling really good for me. I'm in my candle era. I swear I have How many candles do I have like half burnt right now? I have one lit right now. I have a Mala the candle burnt. It was a special house ID collab, one for Friendsgiving. But I have one, two, three, four, five, 
six, seven candles that are like half burnt through right now. Kind of crazy, kind of chaotic. I really need to chill the fuck out, but I love my candles. If you have any non-toxic like soy candle recommendations, definitely let me know. I love Lilabo, but it's just so expensive. I also love my my Value Spa candle in Santal Vanilla is my fave. That's also an expensive candle. I like candles with a high burn time. Like my Santal one um, has, I think, 150 hours or something because I love just leaving my candles burning. So if you have any recommendations for me, I would love to hear. I love like vanilla, santal, sandalwood, tobacco, like those kind of scents. That's definitely what I lean towards. I'm also obsessed with my tinted road lippies. I've been calling them little lippies. I love ribbon and I think it's called toasted, the other one. I've tried on jelly, raspberry jelly and espresso. Definitely kind of intimidate me, but they are super cute. And I have refallen in love with my NARS Orgasm Liquid Blush and pairing that with the Dior Backstage Glow in 001 Pink. Really, really love it. Okay, why I started running. We'll discuss why I started running before we get into the five things I wish I knew before I started to run. But I think this is probably one of my most asked questions, like, what got me into running? Why did I choose to start running? Anything surrounding that. But basically, I just really wanted a mental and physical challenge, which running is both. I felt like I was getting a little too comfortable in my life, in my workout routine, and I wanted to have something to work towards and train and to research and to get better at. And running definitely fit that. I saw a lot of girls on TikTok and guys running and it was super motivating to me and inspirational and I wanted to be able to do that too. I saw a lot of running stories like where they started, how they started, where they're where they're at now sort of thing. I mentioned this a few weeks back, but I've been starting to learn and practice French because I want to be able to travel and speak like a local and if you are someone who can speak two languages you're bilingual if you can speak three languages you're trilingual if you can only speak one you're american <laughs> only 22 percent of americans speak a language other than english at home i'm definitely guilty of this being a canadian and you can start learning a new language this fall and be the exception not the rule because with babel you'll start talking a new language in just three weeks um, why Babel you ask? Because it actually works. Instead of spending hundreds of dollars for a private tutor or fooling yourself with other language apps that are just games, their quick little 10 minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. I feel like that's pretty fast if you do say so myself. Um, it's designed by real people for real conversations. All of Babbel's tips and tools for learning a new language are approachable, accessible, rooted in real life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners to get you started right now. You can get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash ray. You can get 55% at babbel.com slash ray spelled 
B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash Ray, R-A-E, rules and restrictions may apply. I also wanted to prove to myself that I could get better at something I thought I sucked at or couldn't do. Running was always viewed as a punishment in my dance training. At school, I hated the beep test in gym class. I just never thought I could run whenever I had tried to run before. I couldn't run for longer than 30 seconds because I would just push the pace way too hard and I wouldn't do proper form, breathing, anything. So I just wanted to prove to myself that I could actually attempt to get better and learn how to do something that I had categorized in my head as something that I sucked at or was incapable of. And I feel like I've done a pretty good job at that. I also wanted to learn how to love something. I think it's a really unique skill and an important skill to teach yourself how to like reframe something and change your opinion and perspective on something. I hated running and now I really do love it. And it's something I look forward to and it's a therapy. It's a ritual for me. So I think that's pretty beautiful. I think that's a beautiful thing. I think it was also just really inspiring to see other people run. And I just really wanted to experience that myself to see what it would be like to set goals, to put in the work and to achieve them. And then more so when it came to starting to actually take a risk and sign up for races, which It took me a really long time. I had been running like on and off for two years before I started to sign up for races, but I kind of just missed the competitive aspect of a sport. Like when I was dancing competitively, you know, we always had four dance competitions and we would have our numbers and we would start them in the fall and work on them and get better at them and get better at our skills and our technique, our abilities as dancers so that by the time spring came and we were competing, we could put our best efforts forward. And then the same thing with being in the dance program at my high school, like working on numbers and things throughout the semester for our end of semester show. I kind of wanted to experience that again and to be a part of an athletic community. While running can be very much an individual sport, there are many opportunities to do it in a group environment such as run clubs or making plans with friends to go on a run or signing up for these races like a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon, a marathon, an ultra, whatever it may be, an Ironman, I don't know. I just really wanted to have a concrete goal, have a specific training plan, and really go 100% in on it. And I really think training for my half marathon gave me that. And people were not kidding when they'd say that once you do your first race, It becomes addicting and you constantly want to do more and more and more because I'm already thinking about signing up for my next half marathon and I haven't even run this one yet. So I think it's pretty crazy, but I'm so happy I took a chance on myself. I've encouraged myself to get comfortable with the uncomfortable, to push myself out of my comfort zone and to really change what I thought I wasn't good at. And to prove to myself that I can get better at something if I put in the work ethic and the time and the dedication into something. I think that's really hard to do as an adult. We often let our ego get to the best of us. And I talk about that a lot on the podcast. You guys know I've rambled on and on about get comfortable with the uncomfortable, like leave your ego at the door sort of thing. And I really think running has taught me this. 
And the same thing with weightlifting, a little bit different because I've done it with a trainer. And I feel like weightlifting is something that more people approach versus like running. Everyone is always like, oh, I could never run 10 kilometers. I could never run more than 30 seconds. I could never do a half marathon. Like everyone is always constantly saying like, they can never do something without ever actually trying. So I don't know. I think running's pretty cool. And I think it's a pretty fun quality that I've added to myself, a character trait, if you will, and a hobby. And I'm just so happy that I decided to take a chance on it and put my time and energy and find passion for something that I used to hate and that I used to dread. But let's start off with, let's go into the five things I wish I knew before I started to run. That got really deep really quick, but I guess that's what you're here for. Okay, number one, and I wish, I wish, I still need to practice this more. I wish I could go back and tell myself this, but run slow. Leave your ego at the fucking door. No pace is too slow. Think of running easy. Like, you should be able to feel like you can keep running for forever. You should be able to Hold a conversation pretty well. If we're looking at heart rate training, your heart rate should be in zone two. So that's like 60 to 70% of your max heart rate. There's lots of calculators online where you can figure this out. But the reason why running slow is good for you is because it helps you build your base and your endurance. It makes running more enjoyable. If you're constantly running super hard and really, really fast. It is not really enjoyable. Like it's fun to run fast, but if you're constantly trying to run super fast for all your runs, you're just gonna get burnt out. You're probably gonna get injured. You're gonna plateau. Like it's really not that enjoyable, but if you run slow, that's where the joy in running comes. And you're also less likely to get injured. And believe it or not, if you run 80% of your runs easy, you are more likely to be able to run faster on your race days or when you're doing speed runs, speed work, etc. Believe it or not. I know it seems counterintuitive, but it actually works. It works a lot because it's building. I'm probably going to butcher this so much. So I'm sorry for anyone who is a little more educated than me, but it helps prime your cardiovascular system and helps you build that endurance and build that base, that aerobic base so that your lungs and your body are capable pushing you more and going faster. When it comes to running slow, I know it can feel like, oh, I must be so bad. My pace is so much slower than the person I saw on TikTok or Instagram sharing like their paces for like their 5k or their run or like their average paces or maybe whoever you're following on Strava. You really cannot compare your pace and time, etc. to someone who has been running and training hard for years especially if you're just starting, it is really not realistic. Everyone is also so different and has different strengths and capabilities. And then on top of this, running different paces between like female and male is so different. It is so much easier for a guy to achieve a sub five kilometer pace than a woman. Like the training that goes in to run like the same marathon time as a guy, but as a woman, it's significantly more. Like the woman is actually a significantly stronger athlete than the man who's running that time. You can do the research. I'm really not making this up. It is a lot easier for men to run a lot faster. So don't compare your paces and times and et cetera to that of a male. It is just gonna burn your ego and humble you greatly. A lot of my guy friends do run and they run super fast and they'll go 
months without training and just like whip out a 5k and it's like a sub 25 minute 5k and I'm just like fuck you but let go of comparison leave your ego at the door and running slow is cool you can call it running easy run slower than you think you have to I promise you it will benefit you in more ways than you could ever imagine number two get fitted for shoes don't just buy whatever running shoes you see are popular online go to a running store get your gait analysis get fitted figure out like what type of shoe you need based on if you pronate if you have flat feet if you have high arches if you have narrow wider feet if you like more cushion if you need more stability there's so many different things we all prefer different things in our running shoes we all need different things especially based on how we take off based on how we land etc if you live in toronto you can go to your local running room i love going to black toe running there's also culture athletic there's so many local running stores and they do these fittings for free and i know it can be super intimidating to walk into a running store I avoided this for the longest time, but I'm telling you, they are the nicest people. They just want to help you. They're not going to put you down the wrong path. Go and get fitted and they'll let you try on a bunch of different running shoes. You can see which ones feel the best and work for you. And it really is a trial and error process. I personally really love my Hoka Cliff Denines for shorter runs, like short, easy recovery runs. I have been running lately in my New Balance Fresh Foam 1080 V13s. They come out, I think, in like... Being super busy can make it really easy to fall into a dinner time recipe rut or even with your lunches. Any meal, honestly, can get you into a rut, especially with a busy schedule this fall. You can keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week, so there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. It's truly a no-brainer. It does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-proportioned and ready to cook along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. It's never been easier. I personally love HelloFresh as a way to get exposure to new recipes, make my life a bit easier as a busy 20-year-old in the city, and I love that it's worry-free, it's super easy, it's convenient, and gets delivered straight to my door. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Ray and use code 50Ray for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50RAE and use code 50RAE, 50RAE for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And thank you for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. The weather is getting warmer and sometimes life gets busy in the summer months. And that is where factors, no prep, no mess meals, come into play. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. 
Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian-approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Head to factormeals.com slash Alana50 and use code Alana50 for 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Alana50 at factormeals.com slash Alana50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Thank you, Factor Meals, for sponsoring this week's episode of Morning Ray. If you've been listening for the pod for a while, you would know that I'm on a mission to learn another language, and that is why I have been using Rosetta Stone. They are one of the most trusted language learning programs available on both desktop and as an app, and it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. They are a trusted expert for learning languages for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages being offered everything from Spanish, French, Italian, German, Chinese, Japanese. It also has fast language acquisition. Rosetta Stone really immerses you in so many ways. There's no English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's very intuitive. You pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences, and it's really designed for long-term retention. You're not just going to learn something and then forget it if you're not constantly practicing. What I love is they also have the built-in true accent feature, which gives you feedback on your pronunciation. So it's like having a personal trainer for your accent and you can make sure that you're pronouncing everything as you should. It's very convenient and it has amazing value with a lifetime membership to all 25 languages. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Morning Ray listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Thank you, Rosetta Stone, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. I'm always talking about how it is possible to change your life by just focusing on getting 1% better every day, how the little things really do add up, and that can be as small as integrating a new supplement into your day-to-day routine like Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. It helps benefit your gut, skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. I personally have loved integrating Seed into my day-to-day routine. My digestion has never been better. I feel so much better and I truly notice a difference when I'm not taking it. When I take it consistently, I feel so much better. My digestion is better and I've never really experienced something like this from a probiotic. So that's why I continually go back to seed and notice a difference when I stop taking it. Trust your gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash Alana and use code 25ALANA to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash Alana, code 25ALANA. Thank you, Seed, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech. And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... 
Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Five, ten days, something like that. Really, really love them. They're almost like a hoka. Clifton, but they're a little bit more narrow and I feel like they have a little bit more stability and support than the Cliftons. Really love them. Also love my Nike Invincible 3s, but just go into a store, get fitted. What's super popular online might not be right for you. You could also be running in shoes right now that aren't actually proper running shoes. It's really important to get good shoes. Having good shoes literally will change your experience of running and can make it so much more enjoyable. On top of getting properly fitted for shoes, make sure you're tracking your mileage on your shoes. It's important that you don't run, I think it's 500 miles or something. Shoes get dead and you shouldn't be running in them once they're super worn out. You need to be replacing your shoes. So there's that. And then in addition to shoes, socks. Wear the proper socks. Do not run in cotton socks. You will blister. It is really uncomfortable. I've done it. The TNA socks, I love them, but not for running. So get your running socks. Lululemon has really great ones. The macro pillow tab socks I like. I also like the Belega. I think that's how you pronounce it. Belega Ultra Comfort Socks. I'll link these all in the show notes. Get proper running socks. You will blister. It will change your life by having proper socks. You do not want to have blisters on your feet. And then also with your running shoes, you do need to size up. If your shoes are too small, like you want to size up half a size to a full size bigger than like your typical size. Say like you're seven, you want to buy like a seven and a half or eight because your feet swell when you run. And if you don't do that, you will have bruised toenails. Your toenails may fall off, but if your shoes fit you, that won't happen. I promise. Number three, Set a goal. It's really nice to have something to work towards and to give you an intention behind while you're running. This will also help keep you motivated and disciplined, which is a question I get asked a lot when it comes to running. Like, how do you stay motivated and disciplined to consistently run? When you set a goal and you have an intention as to why you're working towards that goal and you have a set plan on how you're going to get there, it makes it so much easier No matter what sort of workout I'm doing, I like to pick a plan to follow. It's always worked for me. I like to know what's going to happen when I walk into that gym and I step outside for my run. There's no questions on what to do. It clearly outlines it. It paints a picture. It helps you work towards that goal. You know exactly how you're going to get there. You know you're going to accomplish that goal if you stick to this plan. It's just an easy, mindless way to get to where you want. When it comes to setting a goal, determine what you want to achieve. Do you want to be able to run a 5K without stopping? Do you want to be able to increase your speed? Do you want to work towards running longer distances? This will all impact on how you train and what types of running you're doing on a weekly basis. So really get niche, narrow it down to what you want to work on. These can be five-week plans, eight-week plans, 12 weeks, whatever it is. For example, like my half marathon plan was 12 weeks. My 10K plan, I think, was eight or 10 weeks. 
I'm going to be doing like a 5K plan afterwards after I tapered back up after my half. And I think that plan's like eight weeks or something because I want to improve my 5K pace. I personally love using the Runna app, R-U-N-N-A. I talk about it a ton. It's a British running app. I found it from the British running girlies on TikTok. That's what I use to create my plans and track all my runs. I honestly love it so much. The interface is so easy to follow. Connects to Strava. It connects to my Apple Watch. I ordered a Koros, which is like kind of like a Garmin. It connects to that too. It connects to a Garmin. It just makes it really simple and easy. It does cost money, but honestly, the investment is worth it in my opinion. It's been the first running app and program to really transform my running and increase my confidence in my running. And I don't know, I I honestly, this app really (laughs) changed my life. Not to be dramatic here, but it really did change my life. And if you're kind of feeling lost on where to start with your running journey, definitely start on the Runa app. They have plans for beginners, literally like anything. They have training plans for a 5k race, a 10k race, half marathon, full marathon, ultras. They have post-race, like literally a plan for anything. And when you have the premium plan on there, like premium membership, you have access to their coaches. I'm literally doing a sales pitch on this app right now. I promise like I'm not sponsored. I do have a code for you guys, but like they don't pay me to talk about this. This is like literally, I just love the app so much. I tell all my friends to get it. But they have chats where you can talk to their coaches And they're highly skilled, highly knowledgeable running coaches. And you can ask them their questions and they'll usually answer you within 24 to 48 hours, which is really, really nice. There's also information on there about nutrition and recovery and stretching and stuff like that. They also can provide you with strength training exercises that can either just be strength in general or runner specific strength training, which can be incorporated into whatever plan you decide to do. So love a goal. It's always nice to have a goal to work towards. It gives you a sense of purpose. It gives you a way to visualize what you're working towards. I don't know. I just love a goal. I haven't met anyone who doesn't. I'm very much a goal-oriented and focused person, and I'm always setting goals. It's almost like manifestation in a way. Okay, number four, pre, during, and post fueling. Starting off with electrolytes. Electrolytes are so important. Not only do they help our body function properly on a day-to-day basis, but it's super, super important when you're running because you are sweating out a lot of the vitamins, well, I guess not vitamins, sodium and minerals that are in your body. So it's really important to re, why am I blanking on the word? Replenish your electrolytes and your sodium and all of that and to keep them at adequate levels. I love Element, L-M-N-T, and Hydrolyte. For Element, I really love the watermelon and I think it's raspberry flavors. I don't love the other ones personally, but those two are my favorite. Orange is pretty okay. Don't love the citrus ones. Don't like the chocolate. Don't like the plain. It's just not my vibe. But love the raspberry and the watermelon. Hydrolyte, I like the lemon-lime flavors the most. Like, it's kind of funny. Hydrolyte, I like the citrus. Element, I like the more fruity So electrolytes are super important. You want to make sure you are consistently having electrolytes and staying hydrated properly. If you're drinking out water, if you're drinking too much water without any electrolytes, you're actually diluting 
your sodium and electrolyte stores in your body. So it's really important to be replenishing them with these supplements. You can also add high quality salt to your water, whatever you like to do. Water. I only bring water with me on my long runs and when I'm drinking water on my long runs, it's definitely small sips. You don't want to be having too much water on your run because that's how you're going to cramp. Um, cramping is not fun. It's really painful and it's not fun to have a stitch when you're trying to run and train. It makes it really unenjoyable. I usually try to stop drinking water 30 minutes before my run and then I really try to limit it, limit it on my run. You don't need a ton of water when you're running unless it's really super humid and hot and then oh, obviously you do. It's more so like pre and post running. Carbohydrates. Ideally, you want to have quick carbs around one to three hours before you run and then a snack 30 to 45 minutes before you run. For example, I'll have protein oats before my breakfast. I'll do half a scoop of protein, like a quarter cup of oats and some berries. And I'll have that about like an hour, two hours before my run. If I'm eating like even earlier, then I'll have probably like half a banana or some dates like right before my run. Quick carbs are really good for energy. It's your body uses them to help fuel you. And then I like to have gels during my run. It's really important to replenish your stores while you're running. So you can either use a timed method or a distance method. So you can either do a gel every like 40, 45 minutes when you're running. Some people do it even more. You need to kind of just like trial and error and see what works best for you and your body. Or you can do the distance method. I honestly like to do it every 5k or every 30 minutes approximately. I really like the Ju Energy brand. Ju? Goo? I think it's Goo. Goo Energy brand, like GU. I like their chocolate and espresso and vanilla flavors. I don't really, I haven't had the fruity flavors, but I'm really just like a chocolate girl. So I love those. For example, on like an 18K, I bring three gels with me and I usually walk or slow down my pace when I take them. Preferably slow down your pace. It's harder to start and stop with running. It actually makes it harder if you stop and walk. Pre-run meals are typically... Oats with a little protein or no protein and berries, toast with nut butter and banana, and then post-run meals. I like to focus more on protein and carbs. For example, like protein pancakes, a protein smoothie, eggs and toast, something really nutritious and balanced. I really try to have a high protein meal. And I feel like with running, it's honestly really brought me to this beautiful place of body neutrality and a really healthy relationship with food. I've learned to really appreciate carbohydrates. And I think in training for my half marathon, I've learned how to like properly eat and eat like, I don't know how to explain this. I learned how to properly fuel my body for the sport that I'm doing. And I think that's a really cool process. And that's like why I loved running too. Like it wasn't just learning how to run. It was learning everything about it and almost training. Well, not almost. I was. I am training like an athlete again, which I really did miss. And I do think it's a really fun and beautiful thing. And I'm really happy that I've gotten to this place of body neutrality and just feeling really good and confident and capable of myself in my own skin. It's definitely something I've struggled with for a really long time and go through waves and it's definitely gotten better. But I think running has really just taken it to the next level has been the cherry on top. And I know I'm not alone in feeling this way. I know 
a lot of girls have experienced this, that running has brought this really beautiful relationship with themselves and their body because they just want to work with their body instead of against it. I don't know. If that doesn't motivate you to want to run and to take it seriously, then I don't know what will. Actually, that's a lie, but you know, you know, we're being a little dramatic over here, but yeah. Okay, number five, the final thing I wish I knew before I started to run, cross-training, mobility, and stretching. It is so important to cross-train when you're running. Believe it or not, it will actually benefit your running and make you stronger and better. There are specific strength training plans for runners and for running that you can follow, and it will incorporate certain strength exercises to benefit your running and to make you faster, more agile, better at your form and everything. I personally like doing weightlifting and Pilates. I like doing a mix of things. I've always been loving cross training. Mobility exercises are super, super important for running. Your hips, your joints, everything can get super tight. And it's really important to also strengthen that through mobility. You can find mobility exercises literally on Google, on YouTube, on TikTok, and it's really important to try to do them as much as possible. And lastly, stretching. Stretching helps prevent injury. It helps keep you mobile. It's just as important as everything else, if not more. It's really important to warm up and cool down properly for each of your runs. When you're warming up, you want to do dynamic stretches. So stretches that are moving, you're moving through them, you're warming up your body, you're not really staying stagnant in the stretch versus when you're cooling down, you want to be holding that stretch. Like you want to hold your lunge, you want to hold whatever stretch you're doing more stagnantly and like lean into it. Foam rolling is also super important. Taking care of your body just in general, I think incorporating ice baths and the sauna Weekly has been really great for me. Cold showers post-run, getting enough sleep. These are all really important things. Your recovery time is so much more important than your actual runs themselves. If you aren't allowing your body to recover and to rebuild after your runs, you're just gonna be like putting yourself deeper in a hole, digging a bigger ditch for yourself, and you're not going to improve in your performance. You're just gonna like be beating yourself into the ground. So really prioritize your recovery, really go in with it, treat it as like its own job and just be really serious about it because an injury isn't fun. It's not fun to deal with. It's mentally annoying. It's physically annoying. It's frustrating. It can be expensive if you have to go to physio, whatever it may be. So those are the five things that I wish I knew before running. I'll summarize them again. Number one, run slow and easy. Number two, get fitted for shoes. Number three, set a goal. Number four, pre, during, and post feeling and the importance of it, the importance of cross-training, mobility, and stretching, and recovery. Now into our little Q&A session. The first question I have is, how do you squeeze in runs, workouts, etc. on busy days? Typically, I'll wake up earlier. Being super busy can make it really easy to fall into a dinner time recipe rut or even with your lunches any meal honestly can get you into a rut especially with a busy schedule this fall you can keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week so there's always something delicious to discover with hellofresh it's truly 
a no-brainer. It does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-proportioned and ready to cook along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. It's never been easier. I personally love HelloFresh as a way to get exposure to new recipes, make my life a bit easier as a busy 20-year-old in the city. And I love that it's worry-free, it's super easy, it's convenient, and gets delivered straight to my door. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Ray and use code 50Ray for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50RAE and use code 50Ray, 50RAE for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And thank you for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To fit that run or workout in, or sometimes I'll save it for at the end of the day. Preferably I do it at the beginning of the day because if I have a really busy day, I'm going to probably be exhausted later and I won't have as much willpower to go and do that workout or to do that run. So typically wake up earlier. I may keep the run or workout shorter if I have that flexibility. Like if I'm not training specifically for something or have to hit a certain mileage that week, I may shorten it, keep it 30 to 60 minutes, whatever it is. If the day is super, super busy, maybe I take a rest day. It's not the biggest issue in the world. But sometimes I'll take a rest day if I need to. I just think ahead, think of my future self, wake up earlier and make time for it because it is a priority for me. Next question is, what is your current running routine? So my running routine for the past 12 weeks has been three runs a week. I run Tuesdays, Thursdays, and then Saturdays or Sundays. Honestly, Sundays end up working better for me because Fridays I'll normally strength train. Um, And if I run on Saturday, my legs don't feel as great because I haven't had time to recover. So Tuesdays were typically, well, Tuesdays are typically an easy run. Thursdays is speed work. So intervals, um, 500 meter, 400 meter, like pushes, progressive runs, whatever it may be, any sort of speed work. And then on the weekend, it would be my long run. So usually at like an easier pace, sometimes that has like intervals of pushes in it really, really depends on what my plan has for me. But three runs a week, one easy recovery run, one speed work, one long run. I think I might go up to four runs a week post half marathon. Well, we shall see. I kind of want to run a bit more, but yes. When you started running, did you start off with a 5k right away? No, I did not start off with a 5k right away. I was just running for time and I really encourage 
any beginner runner to start on focusing with just like running for time, set a timer for 10 minutes and go run for that 10 minutes and slowly increase that time. And then you can start to play with distance and pace and all these things. That was my first goal though. Like after I kind of had been playing around with running a little bit and was starting to build some confidence and could run a bit longer without stopping, I set the goal of a 5K and I really wanted to be able to run it in 25 minutes, which I think I did hit like two years ago. I cannot do that right now because I think I'm I'm also, my running form is a lot better now and my pacing is a lot better. I did stop and start a lot when I achieved that. So I don't really count it, but no, I did not start off with 5k right away. I slowly worked towards it. And I think that's what everyone should do. What time do you wake up to go on runs? When I was working a nine to five, I used to work, wake up super early. I was also only running shorter distances at that time. Like I'd only do a five to eight K. So I'd wake up at like 5.30 or six to fit it in before work. So I do get fairly sweaty when I run and I wanted to shower and wash my hair, etc. So I'd wake up pretty early. But now because I have autonomy over my schedule, I usually wake up at around seven and then I'll leave for my run. I normally procrastinate a little bit, but I'll leave for my run around like anywhere between eight to 10 a.m. depending on when I eat and what I'm doing and all of that. Hey, Lan, I love you so much. How can you start getting into running as a beginner runner? I love you too. I think just like smart, small, do all the things that I said before, like the five things I wish I knew before I started to run. Set a timer and like start with 10 minutes or 15 minutes. Put your headphones in and just try to run as long as you can without stopping and to run easy and to just focus on your breath in through your nose, out through your mouth and just try to be as consistent as you can. What I've learned in running, the more consistent you are with running and training, the easier it will get and the quicker that will come. Don't increase your distance per week like your total mileage per week, don't increase it more than 10%. If you do that, you are going to get injured and being injured isn't fun. But just start with time on your feet, take it easy, leave your ego at the door and just like give yourself grace. What made you want to get into running and where do you get your motivation from? I basically answered this earlier. So I don't want to be redundant, but summary again, I just really wanted the mental challenge and the physical challenge. And I wanted to push myself to try something new and something that made me really uncomfortable. And that scared me a little bit and intimidated me and something that I felt like I couldn't do. And I really wanted to prove to myself that I could. And then where do I get the motivation from? Honestly, like seeing other people achieve incredible things in running, like doing a half marathon, doing a 10K race, hitting a PR, like whatever it is, like seeing them achieve all these things. And also just like the running community online and in Toronto is so motivating and inspirational. And I think that is where I'm going to end this episode. I hope that it was helpful. I hope that there are takeaways that you can take and apply in your own life. Maybe this episode inspired you to get out and go run I really hope it did. I love running. It's honestly changed my life for the better. And I'm really excited to continue to run as the seasons change and to experience running in different seasons and to make it a more permanent part of my life because I know in the past it was definitely something that 
would come in and out of my life and I would go through periods of time where I was super consistent with it and then I would kind of just like fall off. But I really want to hone in on this and stay super consistent. So I hope this episode was helpful. I hope it was motivational, inspirational, educational, all the things. If you did like this episode, I would love if you could leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I love seeing your little comments on Spotify. I love the little interact feature. It's always so fun and endearing to read them and same with your reviews. I love you guys so much and we'll chat soon. Bye guys. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.